This is Songwriter's Room, and I'm your host, Tomoko. Today's guest is Catherine C.H.E. Catherine is a singer-songwriter from the Hamptons, New York. She grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, in a house full of music. Singing and playing music were a part of her life from a very early age, and she developed her love of music, singing around the campfire and in-home spun song circles in private homes. That's why she titled her debut album, Campfire Sessions, which shot to number one on the Amazon folk album chart in 2016. That's right, it was not too long ago when she finally decided to pursue her music as a career. She had a late start because she lacked the confidence for a long time. But since she dropped everything and dedicated herself to music, Catherine has performed in many great venues in the Hamptons, New York City, and up and down the East Coast. She also teaches voice and performance 101 and offers numerous music education programs for libraries and other educational institutions. Her new album, Happy Songs All Day Long, is full of lighthearted, uplifting songs for children and the young at heart. Catherine also has a very special connection with flowers. She created a powerful healing and self-help system around flowers called Flower Archetype Success Technique, which she uses in her coaching and healing practice. She also invented the flower zodiac that reveals much about your personality based on your favorite flower, as well as flower meditation. I am definitely interested in hearing about this. Today, two lucky winners will receive MP3s of both of her campfire sessions and happy songs all day long by messaging me via tomokomusic.com and let me know which part of the show you liked. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gents, please welcome Catherine C.H.E. Hi Tomoko, it's so great to be here with you. Thank you Catherine for being on Songwriter's Room. But first, would you mind giving us a quick 15-second live so the audience can get a little taste, please? Sure, sure. This is a song I wrote about the place I live now. Called It's called In the Hamptons. Going to the beach or just taking a drive. I'm finally in the Hamptons. You know I've arrived. I'm in the Hamptons. Ooh la la, baby, in the Hamptons. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's so cute thank you i love it so singing around the campfire sounds so good to me i love it were you always surrounded by many musicians in nashville i was i was starting with my dad he was an incredible musician and played the guitar in fact my i have his guitar now i have a bunch of his banjos but he was a real harmonica virtuoso. He also played the piano and the, the wow. ukulele and the trombone. And I picked up some of those instruments, but not all of them. And so in our house, my mom's tone deaf. <laughs> she, you know, she enjoys it, but we always had a lot of music. And I guess my dad attracted musical friends. And so when we would have dinner with friends, after dinner, the instruments would come out and people would start singing. And usually there'd be some sort of a fire if, you know, if it was warmer weather, maybe we'd be outside sitting by 
uh, a stone fireplace outside. And if it was the winter, you know, in somebody's den with the fire going in the fireplace. So it was really cozy and fun. And I just thought that's how the whole world rolled, you know? <laughs> awesome. I am jealous. I would love to do that. Another thing I want to talk about today is that, um, you know, I can definitely relate to the fact that you lacked confidence to pursue music and study late because my first memory, let me tell you, was three years old when I was already singing and performing to a crowd of people back in Japan. So there was nothing else I ever wanted to do in my life, but it was my fate that my mother saw me in a long time one day when I was five years old and she uttered, what an ugly child. Mm. So it shattered my whole soul and I gave up singing because I believed I was too ugly to sing. Yeah. So my whole life I had to relearn how to believe in myself. But everything happens for a reason and I know that you are very happy now doing what you love to do, am I right? I sure am, I sure am. And I think, you know, when I was little in my heart, I was always, it was always about singing. I would go out into the woods and I remember there was a place where there was a fallen tree and I would stand on it like it was my stage and I would sing to the bunnies and the birds. But I didn't, um, when I would hear other kids singing, you know, little girls singing with their pretty little voices, I always had more kind of a, a different tone to my voice. And when I would compare to them, I just thought, well, I must not be any good. <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody took me aside and said, you know, it's okay to be a little different. So. Right, when we compare with others, not a good idea. <laughs> Not a good idea. I have to catch myself still now. Yeah. We are our worst critics. Today, two lucky winners will receive MP3s of both of her campfire sessions and happy songs all day long by messaging me via tomokomusic.com and let me know which part of the show you liked. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> So, ladies and gents, please welcome Catherine C.H.E. Hi, Tomoko. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you, Catherine, for being on Songwriter's Room. But first, would you mind giving us a quick 15-second live so the audience can get a little taste, please? Sure, sure. This is a song I wrote about the place I live now. Called It's called In the Hamptons. Going to the beach or just taking a drive, I'm Finally in the Hamptons, you know I've arrived. I'm in the Hamptons. Ooh la la, baby, in the Hamptons. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's so cute. Thank you. I love it. So singing around the campfire sounds so good to me. I love it. Were well, you always surrounded by many musicians in Nashville? I was, I was, starting with my dad. He was an incredible musician and played the guitar. In fact, my, my, I have his guitar now. I have a bunch of his banjos, but he was a real harmonica virtuoso. He also played the piano and the, the wow. ukulele and the trombone. And I picked up some of those instruments, but not all of them. And so in our house, my mom's tone deaf. <laughs> she, you know, she enjoys it. But we always had a lot of music, and I guess my dad attracted musical friends. And so when we would 
have dinner with friends, after dinner, the instruments would come out and people would start singing. And usually there'd be some sort of a fire, if, you know, if it was warmer weather, maybe we'd be outside sitting by uh, a stone fireplace outside. And if it was the winter, you know, in somebody's den with the fire going in the fireplace. So it was really cozy and fun. And I just thought that's how the whole world rolled, you know? <laughs> awesome. I am jealous. I would love to do that. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about today is that, um, you know, I can definitely relate to the fact that you lacked confidence to pursue music and study late because my first memory, let me tell you, was three years old when I was already singing and performing to a crowd of people back in Japan. So there was nothing else I ever wanted to do in my life, but it was my fate that my mother saw me in a long time one day when I was five years old and she uttered, what an ugly child. Mm. So it shattered my whole soul and I gave up singing because I believed I was too ugly to sing. Yeah. So my whole life I had to relearn how to believe in myself, but everything happens for a reason. And I know that you are very happy now doing what you love to do. Am I right? I sure am. I sure am. And I think, you know, when I was little in my heart, I was always, it was always about singing. I would go out into the woods and I remember there was a place where there was a fallen tree and I would stand on it like it was my stage and I would sing to the bunnies and the birds. But I didn't, um, when I would hear other kids singing, you know, little girls singing with their pretty little voices, I always had more kind of a, a different tone to my voice. And when I would compare to them, I just thought, well, I must not be any good. <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody took me aside and said, you know, it's okay to be a little different when we compare with others. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. I have to catch myself still now. <laughs> we are our worst critics. Sadly, that can be our default setting. Yeah, I worked really long and really hard to shift away from that. And I feel grateful that I, for the most part, you know, we, I still have my moments. Uh, but for the most part, I have a much, kind, a much kinder to myself. <laughs> so that's good. Yes, absolutely. By the way, you look beautiful and I love your room, my favorite color, pink. Thank you. Thank you. I love pink too. <laughs> now, moving on to your special connection with flowers. Yes, yes. Would you please tell us about your inventions? Maybe you can use me as an experiment. I need flower healing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the flower, so one of the reasons I think I lacked confidence is that I had a lot of skin problems. My skin would, my, especially on my hands and sometimes on my face, it would get swollen and cracked and bleeding. And these are the things that interface with the world, our hands. Right. And so I kind of wanted to hide, right? And so I kind of, I went on a long journey looking for the healing for myself and I never found a system. And one day I was working with an energy healer. And just out of the blue, out of nowhere, she said, well, ask your friends the flowers. And I said, what are you talking about? You know, we'd never spoken about flowers or anything. And before this, as a photographer, I had done a lot of photographs with flowers. So I had spent hours. Wait, you are a photographer? I didn't even know this. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done a lot, a lot of different things in my life. But I had done a whole series of photographs. For years, I photographed flowers. And it, went, it was when my son was little and sometimes I would have him you know, like in the papoose or I'd have him in a stroller. And I, I was developed this really intense relationship with flowers, but I never really talked about it. And so she said, well, ask your friends the flowers. I said, 
what do you mean? And she said, I don't know. She said, it just, you know, it was just something that popped into her head. And so I sat kind of, you know, almost in a meditation, I tuned into my intuition and I said, so here's my problem flowers. What can you do to help? And I just started seeing these images and messages with the images. And um, the first one was a kind of a flower you may or may not know called the phlox. And it, the, there are lots of different kinds of it, but the first one, it was a bright pink one, you know, and it was about creativity. It was saying part of what is going on in your whole system is that you're not expressing your creativity enough. And so that's part of my healing was digging in more, you know, around my, my creativity. So then whenever something would come up, I would just say, okay, my friends, the flowers, what can you tell me about this? Or then as I developed more of a relationship with them, I would talk to a specific flower and say, tell me, you know, what can you offer me or what can you offer the world? Until I developed a system and I worked with people letting go of cancer, letting go of all different kinds of things. And, um, and so through that, I noticed that there were specific flowers that kept coming up. And so I created the flower Zodiac. And uh, so what is your favorite flower, Tomoko? Tulip. The tulip. So the tulip flower, and that was one of the flowers in the Zodiac because that comes up a lot. The tulip is a flower for people who love to learn and grow. It's about kind of fine tuning ourselves and always learning new things. And so pink, because I know you love pink. So the pink is about yourself. And so the, the tulip, the pink tulip is about helping you to fine tune your own energy, maybe your own self-love, maybe your self-confidence, but it's about kind of fine tuning within yourself, not necessarily, you know, like learning about, um, you know, how to fix a car, you know, which is something kind of outside of yourself. It's about learning more about yourself and fine tuning yourself. It could be even learning about different techniques for singing, because that's something that comes out of you, you know, so, so that's what the pink tulip is about. So when you're drawn to a flower, you either are a match for it, or it's something that you are craving more of in your life. And so the flower can help you kind of tune in to that energy. Oh, kind of like a relationship. Interestingly, though, for a tulip, my favorite color for tulip is yellow. Oh, okay. Well, yellow is about strength. It is, about, it is more about confidence. And so the yellow tulip would be maybe the confidence then to share what you learn. Makes perfect sense. They're pretty wow. amazing. I'm going to start calling you a flower goddess. <laughs> Thank you. I like that. I like that. Yeah, one of the beautiful side effects of doing all this for so many years is that I get the most wonderful messages from people. They'll say, look, you'll send me a picture. I saw this gorgeous flower and I thought of you. You know, like what could be better than that? <laughs> uh, every being has a spirit. And the flower is very mysterious. And when you think about ecosystem and how beautiful it is created from the inside out, it's just amazing. And I haven't pursued this entirely, but I have um, received songs from flowers. Yeah, there was the first song I received was from an allium, which is the flower like that's on an onion or garlic. And there are also some that are propagated for, for, for show, you know, 
decorative, decorative. That's the word I was looking for. And that energy, the energy of that song, which I'm not sure if I recall right now, because I think I'm mixing it up with a different song, but that energy is about um, helping people to let go of a really heavy, heavy, heavy grief. Like, and the one that came to my mind was the trail of tears that the, the Cherokee people were sent on when they were removed from their native land here. And so that heavy, heavy grief that they, that, that kind of a grief that they were experiencing at the time, the, the alien flowers can help you to let go of that and help you to remember who we really are and, you know, not to get stuck in those feelings. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. So there are lots of different ways you can, you can interact with the flowers. You can think and sing the songs or you can look at their flower, their pictures, or you can just ask them to, you know, yellow, yellow tulip energy, please, you know, come into my energy field and help me. <laughs> you don't even have to have the flower around at all. It's really, it's very, very woo woo esoteric out there. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you meditate on flowers? Well, there are lots of different ways. You can just, pull an image of a flower into your mind and just kind of meditate on it. But I have created also guided meditations that connect them to their specific energy. Like the pink rose, I have one where you visualize it blooming in your heart and then spreading out um, the petals kind of going out in all directions. And, it, and each one is a little different. The cherry blossom, it's a visualization of, of floating through a cherry tree that's in bloom. It just, it really depends on what the energy is that the flower is offering. I had a different um, guided experience for them. Yeah, for rose, I like baby pink. Mm -hmm. For Japanese people, we love cherry blossoms. Uh, well, cherry blossom, I do too. I have a big cherry tree outside of my bedroom window, and it is, that's the, the energy of pure joy. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow, I love it. Is there a zodiac chart? Well, I'm not currently really promoting this aspect of what I do. I still have people reach out to me from time to time who, you know, knew I did that before some older clients when they need a little fine tuning or whatever. Um, for a while, I did have all of that up on the internet, but I guess you can kind of see a little bit of it on my, my website, the CatherineCHEMusic.com information about that. So if you want to connect with me about it, you know, I'm still available. Fantastic. People can check out your music and everything else. Yeah. Great. So let's get to the part two of songwriting. I hope you enjoyed part one. Please continue to watch part two about songwriting as well. And don't forget to click subscribe and hit the bell to get notified about new videos of Songwriter's Room, my new music, or Japan news series. Arigato!